Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Friday. Just trying to get the questions ready to roll for today's boost. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in on Friday. So much to talk about here. Oh, what a week. What a week. Honor, respect, what we value. We're going to go to God's help a little deeper next week and really get into it as to how this applies in so many other areas of our lives. I want to highlight a few questions that we got over the past few days. I'm sorry if I missed some questions. I'll try to get back to you. Um, Maybe personally, if I missed your question here. Question from in, let me start with this one. Came in from Carol. Thank you, Carol, for the beginning of your email. Very sweet of you. Would you say that modeling is the best way to influence our loved ones? As I have learned through difficulty that preaching gets us nowhere and actually furthers and actually further than imaginable. The process is slow, but the results will be achieved. Baruch Hashem, I would love to hear more about this from you. So this is a great question about how do we influence others when it comes to the things that we value and respect most. So I remember when I was younger, I went to this great rabbi for this exact advice. He said to me such an incredible point, especially when the kids are little. He said that, you know, making a blessing is a, is a really important thing. He said, if you notice, if you make blessings before you do something in a very quick way, your kids will never make blessings. But if you slow down and make blessings out loud, just watch what happens to your children. So I listened to him and I tried it. And it was, it was amazing. It was astounding to see when, when the kids, especially are little, that when I slowed down and made my blessings loud and slow, all of a sudden, after a few weeks, like my kids made blessings. And it drove home this point that happens, I think, all over, which is the people that are closest to us don't care. Well, they care, but they don't really respect as much as we think what we say. Speech is powerful. And the power of speech is that it binds. But really, speech is it's really not the ideal way to communicate. The ideal way to communicate is in silence. It's in feeling. That's the soul speaking. Because speech already takes spiritual energy and has to confine it into something physical. It's not, it's, speech is not completely physical, right? Because it's speech. But still, it is still a, a physical container. And so as we just take our energy and put it into something that can hold it, and capture it, and then send it across to somebody else, it still is not fully capturing how we feel. You ever get this feeling where like you can't capture how you feel? When you tell someone you love, I love you, it's not really capturing the feelings, but it's the best we can do. So when you speak, you're really not delivering the true sense of the feeling that is what you're trying to get across. So it works for people that are not close enough to you to understand how you're feeling. And it works when you have to keep something in someone else's head, but it doesn't really compare to a feeling. The people that are close to you 
are moved by your feelings. There's an intangible relationship you have to those that you're constantly with, whether it's a child, a spouse, a friend, a parent, whoever you spend time with, a boss, an employee, whoever you're around, over time, you sense things that are deeper than their speech. And as a result, you are moved by their emotion. There's a concept in Torah and the expression I'll say in Hebrew and translate, which is Devarim Hayotzim Min Halev Nichnasim Lelev. Matters, things, words that come from the heart enter into the heart. Meaning, even when you speak, if you put your emotion into it, there's like an intangible energy that goes with the words that travels. And while the words may go up to the head, the emotion goes into the heart. So when you're around people, your words become less relevant because they start to connect to something deeper than your words. That's why the concept of role modeling is so critical because the end of the day, if you don't believe it, you're not going to do it. And if you do it, you're not going to really do it. And if you don't really believe something, the people that are closest to you won't either. And you see this all the time. You know, this happens, like I said, with, with, especially with religion, it happens with a lot of things in life. People adapt the values of their parents, not because they told them do this or do that. You know, you tell a kid like, you know, don't cheat in school. And then like, they're watching the way, you know, you put, do something that's really cheating too. And that's it. Who cares what you tell them don't cheat in school? Right? You say be kind and nice and generous. And then, you know, when somebody wants to give you give somebody to, you know, you see someone on, you know, in shul to give a dollar to, and it becomes like a whole thing. They see that. So they see what you really, not what you say, even not what you do, where your heart is when you speak and when you act. And by doing that, you send the message of what you really mean. Now, this it's a lot slower because it has to get in and it has to maturate into themselves. It's so easy to speak to somebody and convince them intellectually, but it never really lasts. I'm sure you've been here as much as I've been here. People in your life where you may have gone into an argument or disagreement with and you've convinced them intellectually why you're right and they've agreed with you. And then they go back to doing what they're doing a couple of days later. Why? Because they don't really feel it. It's not really part of their lives. And so if you want to influence people in terms of your values, the best way to do that is to be expressive about what you're doing. But to do it, some people hide what they're doing, which is nice because it's, it's, it, there's a humility there. And sometimes when you show what you're doing, it's really just based on arrogance. But when you're in the world of role modeling, you have to almost exaggerate a little bit the feeling so that somebody else can experience it. You could be a very hidden person. And as a result, nobody can get in. But if you can just allow the emotions out or drop, the people around you will sort of start to like, they'll breathe it. And it may manifest differently in them than in you. And it may take longer than you want. 
but ultimately it'll get across with God's help. Thank you for that question. Um, Etty. There's so many good things that I want to honor on a daily basis. And sometimes it's too much to put all the attention on all the things that I'm doing, my work, being with my parents, my kids, my friends, my Torah class. So I can't, and I feel guilty. How do I resolve that? Great question, Etty. There's a lot of things that we honor every single day, but let me sort of like delve into this a little bit more. When I mean honoring, I don't mean like doing a good job in. When I mean honoring, I mean getting to the value underneath the action. It's not the action that we're trying to get at. It's the underlying feeling and the underlying reason for the action, right? This is so critical. And I'm so happy you brought this up. And I hope people are watching the Q&As too, because this is why we have them. Because when you hear things and you bring up ideas, like I never would have thought to, to, to speak to this. So many times in life, we do the right things, but we haven't reconnected the value to that thing. Let me give you an example. You're working, you're parenting, or you're working in a, uh, in a charity, or you're doing charity work, whether you're handing out money or you're just doing volunteer work for an organization, right? So you're doing good stuff. Now, you're doing the good stuff because it's part of your values. You could have gotten another job. Let's assume someone's working for a organization that helps people, okay? So whether you're working there or you do it on the sides, you're helping somebody. Now, you're engaged in the activity because it's part of your value system. There are people that don't do that. I know people that spend all day just trying to make money. And when you ask them for anything, it's like a big deal. I know people like this. I'm sure you do too. They're not taking part of their day and volunteering or getting involved in meaningful activities. They're not even like really spending time with their family. I know people that like, you know, they're like corporate famous. They're total dirtbags, like total. They've got multiple women around. They don't see their kids. Like they're nice guys when they're like speaking in front of a shareholder meeting. But like, if you know them in like the boardroom, like they're like toxic from a, from a values perspective, right? So if you're not like that, which I'm assuming you're not, you're doing good stuff. So your actions really are manifesting your values. But what happens is, is that you go through life and you get into the weeds and we forget to go back and connect our values again. We don't align. We forget, I'm going to go see my parents because yeah, I love my parents, but I, I want to be a kind child and I want to be a good child. And when I'm with them, I can express the, the kindness that I have. We don't think that way. So when we initially chose to do it, maybe we thought that way, but we stay at the surface and we get like caught up in the mundane. There are people working in nonprofits and they're like killing each other, back talking and bad-mouthing each other and politics and they're all working in a nonprofit because they all believe in some ideal. It's amazing. Like, it's wonderful. They're doing such good work for the world. But like in the office, it's like, a, it's like you know, negative drama city. How? It's because when they get to work, they haven't realigned 
their values with their actions. They're stuck in action. And so they're lost in action. So it becomes like, did this get through or did that get through? Or did I get this thing passed? Or did I get the budget I want? Or did you know this work out or that work out? They get lost in the drama. And they forget to like, wait, wait, let me get my values back. What do I honor? Ah, it's giving and changing the world. I get to do that every day. It's amazing. It's amazing. Like I get to use my life as an expression of of my values and if they would do that they would come to work and they would be living their values they wouldn't get stopped at the action they wouldn't have to balance everything and get lost it's all part of the values and when you are doing things that are an expression of your values you do them very differently you take joy in them you allow yourself to do things that you never would have thought you would have done. You, you appreciate what you're doing, even if it's hard, because you know it is building the muscle that is your value, that is your principle, that are the things that you want to stand for. It's, 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 it's a shame that parents are already doing the work to raise children. But as opposed to understanding every day that what they're doing is one of the greatest acts of kindness that a human can do to have children and raise them. In today's day and age, that's even more difficult in a way because first of all, kids look, but it's forget the kids. It's you look around the world. It's not necessarily everybody's value to have children and to build families. I'm not living in the thirties and forties anymore. So if you're building a family, that's great. Congratulations. And if you're lucky enough to, to find the person, to find your spouse and to have children, that's things you don't take that for granted. But we don't connect the dots. We don't align. So you can get lost in a decade of just like running and going and getting upset. And finally, you realize that like, oh my gosh, this is an expression of my value of, of kindness. This is an expression of my value of being a giver. It's so incredible. Every, now, this sounds crazy. It's not. This is this is the work of spiritual people. This is what we call in, um, in Hebrew, kavana, kavana. Kavana doesn't mean that you're paying it. Kavana means that you're intended. You can pray every day, but you don't have kavana. Kavana, it comes from the word in, word in Hebrew, kivun. Kivun means direction for my Hebrew speakers. How am I doing? My Hebrew speakers over here. Usually I have a whole bunch of people that, are, that have Hebrew as a first language that, that are quick to make sure that I'm doing it right. I've been speaking Hebrew. I've been learning Hebrew since I was a kid, but I don't speak well enough. It's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. I need to speak better Hebrew. But this idea of kavana is not like when I'm praying. It's a life principle. If you, if we can get this, there's, it, it brings so much benefit to our lives. When I do something, I... Kivun means I set a direction, right? It's like you shoot an arrow. You have a gun. You shoot a gun just to spray a gun. You stop. You focus and you shoot. When I do things every day, if I stop and I focus and I go, okay, I'm doing this because of this. Now we connect our intentions with our actions. The actions explode. And they become an expression 
of who I am. I don't get lost in the day-to-day of life. And then when I'm done with it, I have to like think back and realize that the things that I'm doing isn't satisfying me. Not because the action isn't satisfying. It's because I haven't intended enough. My intention hasn't brought out the spiritual energy of my action. Right. Richard's right. Right. A concentration. Thank you, Richard. Intent, focus. When we intend things and we align our intentions with our actions, our actions become so much more powerful because they're filled with the spiritual energy of who I am. That's why I'm on this board. That's why I'm in this organization. That's why I I had a family. That's why I'm volunteering this organization. There's a person that that watches here, an incredible person. And she goes on trips all the time. She's incredible. She's going on trips. She's running around doing, doing, doing. It's amazing. And I can tell you myself, when I've gone on trips, sometimes I have to fight my head being like, don't get worried. Don't get lost. Sometimes I would go on, you know, we'd run these men's trips from this organ, great organization momentum. Sometimes I'm on the men's trips and my whole day is like, wait, is it going to work out? 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 Is this guy going to be here? Is it going to rain tomorrow? Do we have a, and you, when you're running a trip, it's like every second, you're so worried that everything works out. And I have to remind myself, I'm on a trip. I'm on a trip. This is the best. This is the greatest thing in the world. And then as soon as I remind myself of where I am and why being here is an expression of who I am, all of a sudden I can feel like a rush of like, this is awesome. This is how life is supposed to be. It's supposed to be awesome. Not because it's easy for those who are on timeless lessons. This is what I'm talking about in a few minutes when I tape this week's. If you want to get timeless lessons, just let us know. You can email me, charlie at charlierari.com. This is Abraham's life. I'll end with this. I know it's almost 920. For those, you know, we're talking about Abraham in this week's Torah portion. This is his life. He had a difficult life, but it was filled with this spiritual energy. I'm doing the right thing. I'm aligned with my values. I'm aligned with the true essence of who I am. And this is what we're getting at here. Like, if you've been with me, this is what we're doing. We're going to connect with God's help these dots, right? Discipline and, and enthusiasm are just car levers. But when I align what I do with who I am, which is the middle, it's called Teferit, that's when my life starts to explode. I look at what I honor. I look at what I respect, not the action, the value, the principle. And I take that and I draw it into my actions. And I remind myself before I do something, you know, we'll get this by Hanukkah. You know, the Hasidic, there are Hasidic leaders that would spend an hour mentally preparing for lighting a Hanukkah candle. They would watch them for an hour in deep thought and meditation. I'm like, what are they doing? Hanukkah candles are very holy things. They would align their intentions that when they did that action, it was filled with all the spiritual energy. That's how we start to really explode. We take the actions, enthusiasm, zeal, discipline, and we start to connect it with the values, the the principles, the soul. And when I start realizing that the thing that I'm doing is in the 
it's the the the, the pathway to express that 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 and who, and who I am. As I'm doing it, I'm feeling totally different about it. As I'm doing it, I am filled with this energy. This is my value. This is who I am. I'm living this. And I get this rush because everything is aligned. I go deeper than the actions. Okay, we'll talk a little bit more about this starting next week. Oh, thank you guys for a great week. I love you guys. You know that. We're part of the family. What would I do without you? What would I do without you? Have a great weekend for everybody. I did for Thank God, I understand that people from all backgrounds and denominations that watch, thank you for doing that. Thank you for watching and being a part of it this week. Have a great weekend, no matter where you are. Good Shabbos, Shabbat Shalom. And I thank you for the week. With God's help, I cannot wait to see you again next week. Looking forward, hopefully, to see you on Sunday with God's help. Thank you again, and have an awesome, awesome weekend. Looking forward to seeing you next week.